Welcome back to the next episode of the Outdoor Classrooms podcast. Today we have Bianca Hagen uh, on our third episode, and I'm so excited that she's here. This episode is a sneak peek into one of our monthly Outdoor Classrooms tour and talks, which can be found in the Circle membership community. They have been such golden nuggets that I've decided to sort of share parts of it. And so we'll be talking about images of Bianca's forest school. And if you would like to view those images and really get capture the wholeness of this incredible interview, uh, come on and join us in the circle and you'll be able to enjoy these monthly tour and talks, which is fantastic. So Bianca is a former foreign policy analyst in DC, turned mother of three, turned forest school owner and teacher. So after having children, uh, three children, Bianca discovered a passion for child development, leading into leading her into an eight-year journey of researching the topic. Through her research, Bianca came across the Forest School methodology. Eventually, she decided that she wanted to open up her own Forest School kindergarten on her nine-acre property in Charlottesville, Virginia. It's beautiful. So I really strongly encourage you to join us so you can actually visually see what this outdoor space is and how she's transformed it into this incredible Forest School. Bianca has a master's degree in foreign policy from Georgetown University. She has a bachelor's degree in international studies in Sp and Spanish. And she's also a certified forest school teacher through the Forest School Teacher Institute. And she's also received training in the Reggio Emilia approach to early childhood education. In this episode, Bianca and I talk about how children are wired for nature. We talk about the importance of play-based learning, emergent curriculum in forest schools, and so much more. She really has an interesting philosophy and really has some really key nuggets for to inspire us all. There's so many great takeaways in this Outdoor Classrooms tour and talk, and again, the visuals are, are incredible. And I think a, a lot of what Bianca has to say uh, will inspire you to really rethink how you are using your outdoor space, to really think about how to spotlight the natural rhythms of your day. Uh, both indoors and out, and to really think about and inspire you to encourage you to follow your child and become a facilitator of free choice and free will. There's so much to talk about, and I hope you enjoy the interview, and let's get started. Hello, hello, everybody. Here we are with Bianca Hagen, and we are going to be talking to her about her beautiful Hidden Valley Forest School, and I'm going to have her introduce herself and tell us about her story and her journey into teaching outdoors. Welcome, welcome, Bianca. Thank you so much, Victoria. Thank you so much for providing this platform for me to share my story with everyone. It's something I'm always excited to do, and I, you know, I probably bore my poor husband because I talk about my school and everything so much with him, so I'm excited to share this with other people um, as well. <laughs> Just looking at your pictures, I get goosebumps thinking about it. So I'd let's start from the, let's sort of backpedal a little bit. Could you tell us about yourself and how you came to nature-based education? Because we're, you had a very dr dramatically different background. Yes, I did. Yes. So I, I was born in San Francisco, California. I have to backtrack my whole yeah. life because it all kind of ties 
ties together. Um, but I, yeah, I was born in San Francisco. Uh, my dad's American. My mom's Brazilian. Oh. And we all moved to Brazil when I was three years old and lived there till I was 19. Um, so I grew up speaking Portuguese and English. Um, I went to an international school. So I got a lot of like that international exposure, you know, like to different cultures and different languages. So that was like that seed was planted in, in me, you know, from a very young age about like, you know, under, trying to understand the rest of the world and our place in it. And so I decided I'm going to, you know, get a bachelor's degree in international studies, Wow. Um, which I then did. Uh, with my, our family moved back to the States at that point. Um, and uh, so I got my, my bachelor's in that and then decided that I, it was necessary for me to also get a master's degree. So I got a master's degree in international security at this point, thinking that I would join kind of like the, the intelligence community. I'm kind of looking at security issues, you know, foreign policy issues. And I ended up uh, after graduating um, working as a foreign policy analyst in D.C., focusing on Latin America, um, Latin America foreign policy issues, a completely different world. I would wear high heels and like the, you know, the suits and go to meetings. And, and I also did some translation work for um, the Department of Justice and um, the Department of uh, the um, def Defense uh, Department. Uh, but then everything changed when I had kids. <laughs> it was just, it was completely life-changing. I, I looked at this beautiful baby that I had just had and it totally changed everything. It ch totally changed my priorities um, in life. You know, my mom, I grew up with my mom staying at home with us and I knew how that had been important for me um, growing up. And um, and I wanted to provide that for my children. So I gradually kind of leave my that career behind um, because I was so passionate about being with my children and just being there with them. And fortunately, my, you know, my husband's job allowed me to do that. I'm very thankful for that. And so I, I was on track to being like a homeschooling mom. I wanted to do that, you know. And while we were, so we homeschooled for about eight years or seven years until my oldest decided to go to school. But within those seven years, I was doing a lot of research reading because, you know, when, I, when I'm interested in a topic, I just do a deep dive. And I, I was just reading, 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 you know, books on, you know, child development and um, outdoor like the the connection between children and nature and just like one book leading to another book and and so I, I was just making all these connections through my research uh mostly because I just wanted to understand my own children better you know I wanted to be a better a better parent whenever I ran into challenges with my children I would just go to a book and I was like I gotta read about this because that's just who I am <laughs> yeah um so I just developed like kind of this understanding about child development and their needs and then one book that really, really made a difference in my life was called, um, it's written by a Scandinavian mom. Uh, There's no such thing as bad weather. And she's the one who introduced me um, to the concept of forest schools. And then I realized that forest schools just tied everything together, like the child development aspects, you know, like being outside, the importance of nature, you know, and also free will and free choice for children, you know, um, and how that makes such a big difference for them to thrive. Um, it just tied everything together. And then finally, um, the last couple of years, we moved to uh, this property that we now live in, about nine acres, um, just outside of Charlottesville. And it's a pretty special property. We really lucked out finding it during the pandemic. <laughs> but it really, um, children really, really respond to that area. It's like this oasis of 
just beauty and tranquility and peace and nature really thrives there uh, throughout the year and children are just they're just wired to really respond to that you know so it's it's been really fun I so I opened my own program and because um, my, my children were now going to school at this point because they wanted to go to school they wanted to have that experience yeah and I said like sure go have it I'm not one to like stop them from their own journey um, but yeah so I opened my own program thinking like oh, I'm just gonna have a couple of kids and um I, you know, I'm not going to say that now I'm huge, but I, I am full at this point. And uh, it's, the community has really responded well to, to this space that I have created. Um, and I keep getting, you know, in, inquir- inquiries about uh, my program. So it's, it's going pretty well. So I'm really, That's really awesome. happy with where I am right now. <laughs> so what a, what a journey to, yeah, to wearing high heels and going to meetings to yeah. hanging out in the woods with some, with some kids. So you were touching upon it in terms of, so why forest school? Why? Yeah, forest school, I feel like forest school ties it all together. So I personally, I have a huge interest in like our biological norms as human beings. Uh, you know, like if you're look, like, say, scientists looking at, you know, another species, right? What are their biological norms? What are they wired to do? I've always been really interested in that. And so, you know, that was another part of my deep dive is like our biological norms. And I started looking at that from the point of view of a mother with a baby. And what are the biological norms there? You know, the baby is wired to want to be with a mother, you know, not to be far away in a crib in a dark room, you know, those kinds of things. Like it, it was one thing after another that was leading me to do a deep dive into this topic. And then like one of the biological norms that we have is that we're wired to be in nature it's just part of who we are you know we we've only really spent the last uh, 10,000 8,000 years of our human history you know going way 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 back you know being like moving outside of that natural environment that's like it's that's like a blink of an eye you know Mm -hmm. so biologically we're all still very much so like hunter-gatherers and I think when children are born, they're wired to respond to being in, in those conditions that hunter-gatherers, you know, us as kind of hunter-gatherers, you know, evolved in. And, um, and so, like, nature, they really respond to that. I think anyone, any teacher who has an outdoor classroom oh, yeah. or forest school can see that, how naturally yeah. they respond to it, you know. I also did a deep dive on, you know, the importance of play-based mm-hmm. um, experiences or education for children and how it, it's so fundamentally important for them to have free will in these choices, you know, and, and how they get to learn and what they get to learn. And for schools, they just encapsulate all of that, like the free yeah. will, the, the, the free choice, you know, and the, the emergent curriculum that reflects their interests, um, how much they allow children to move, like they're not behind desks, you know, mm-hmm. they're not under artificial lights, they're outside and the sun and all the conditions and and I think any forest school teacher will tell you like how happy their children are, you yeah. know. And I, yeah. I believe that that's because their their DNA is wired to to see that as like, okay, this is where I belong. Th- this is this yeah. is natural. This is normal for me. What's not normal is for you to put me behind a screen all day, or you know, under artificial lights, um, and you know, or, or tell me to sit at a desk. Still, yeah. that that's not natural for me. And I think that's yeah. where that misalignment oh. happens, you know, yeah. um, with behavior issues, but you take them outside and then you don't have those behavior issues yeah. anymore. Yeah. It's beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. So this is your, this is your space. It gives me yeah. goosebumps. It gives me goosebumps. So tell us a little bit about 
this and that we've got many, many pictures that you've sent us. Tell your story. Yeah, so, so that's, that's our home, Alisa. That's where we live. Um, it's, I started my program more like thinking, like, oh, I'm just going to you know, kind of go more traditional, but I'm going to be like play-based, you know. So, mm-hmm. so my, my program was kind of like, you know, like we had the indoor time. And then, but I also wanted to adopt the Scandinavian, which, that we go outside no matter the weather. So yeah. and I, at that time, I just kind of had that in mind. You know, I wasn't really thinking like for school. But um, it it developed, evolved into, like, me realizing, like, I got this little cottage, as you can see, um, but then I also have nine acres. Like, why am I not yeah. taking more advantage of the nine acres, you know? Right, it all right. came together. Like, oh, forest school. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah, so that's our space. We have, um, we have a, a large pond in front of our house, which at first concerned me in terms of the parents. Like, what would they think, you know, like, it's, especially yeah. the more risk-averse uh, parents. But um, people have really embraced that, and honestly, we have not had any kind of issues with, with kids. Like, frankly, they're not really interested in the pond. Like, they <laughs> like to throw rocks in the pond, but it's not like they're diving in or anything. Like, they're, they're actually very – children are so good at assessing risk when you allow them – when you give them that space, you know? Like, when yeah. you constantly tell them, like, no, 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 mm-hmm. they don't – they can't make those decisions for themselves, but – I mean, obviously, I'm always there with them, but they, they, they can see that, that they do not want to go in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so we have that space, and we have the, the woods. Um, mm-hmm. As you can see, we're, in, like, in a valley. It's called our, – our, our property has always been known, even before we moved there, as Hidden Valley. Um, mm-hmm. So we're, like, nestled, you know, with all these huge trees and – yeah, and we have a big grassy area, which I'm sure it might show up in the pictures. Oh. I'm not sure, but. Um. So this next question, um, tell us a little about, so you decided to get trained to be a forest school educator at the Training Institute. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Because I know not all of us maybe know about this mm-hmm. particular training. I know there's, there's a different variety. What made you decide mm-hmm. to get trained? teacher trained in being a forest school teacher? Yeah, so I guess because my background really is foreign policy is all this international <laughs> stuff. You know, I always felt like as a teacher, I, I needed a little more training, even though I always felt that I was equipped to understand children. You know, I had worked at a preschool before, a local preschool here. And I mean, I, I felt pretty competent being with children, but I felt like I needed kind of those credentials. And then I started thinking, like, what kind of training could I do? And I thought about maybe Waldorf and Mm. uh, Montessori, but those are extremely expensive. It's like another degree, um, which I I fully respect, but I just didn't have the um, time commitment for that, you know. And then the Forest School Teacher um, Institute was very um, reasonably priced and very accessible um, Mm. because it is an online program. Um, And so I was able to to do it. through that and then I'm going to have also um, in-person training in March so I'll be able to go do that because obviously that's that's a lot better than an online program but um, it was really good I, I very you know they, they really showed me approach you know um, that we, that forest schools have uh, the pedagogical uh, approach yeah. that they have and it, it just kind of like formalized more of my understanding of forest schools you know because I understood it more from the point of view of someone reading, you know, books and stories mm-hmm. from other people. But this, this course really taught me um, 
the pedagogical approach yeah. and what's behind all the stuff they do. Because it's not really just, you know, children p- playing in the woods, which is a lot of a lot of it is that. But um, there's a whole method behind that. Yeah, I think um, it's important that people know that and it, that if they wanted to, you know, hone in more on the forest school approach that. There are these mm-hmm. institutes that they can, and it, and it's ready, read, readily available and pieces of that you can go online. You described a little bit of your outdoor space. You've got this incredible pond. You've got eight acres. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned that you have an indoor and an outdoor space that they're going into. I love that this little one's on a little trike yeah. bike. Yeah. So is there anything else about the, your spaces that make it unique? It's It's incredible. Yeah, what you're looking at there, uh, that's a picture of us on the trail. So we have a trail on our property. We used it. I mean, I I swear that trail is the source of a lot of our learning. Just the fact that I have the kids take the long way to Mm -hmm. our play area. Mm -hmm. You know, we could just get to our play area in two seconds, but I, we, we try to go as much as possible through that trail, which is a huge, like, it's not a huge, but it's a roundabout way to getting there. Mm -hmm. But just, just walking through that trail, like we've seen mushrooms and we've seen Mm -hmm. insects and it's, that's just so many questions. And so, yeah, I I mean, I think you have another question about, you know, curriculum and stuff, but that, that uh, trail has been the, the biggest source of our curriculum. Just that little walk in the just trail. A little walk. Amazing. Yeah. And there's some more spaces. Yeah, that's our, our famous mud kitchen. It's the favorite. <laughs> my my husband just is. built that. <laughs> he built that in two hours. Um, so that's a coffee table. It just she goes to show you simple is better. Like he, yeah. he, he, we got that coffee table from Facebook Marketplace. And then he drilled some holes in it, put some um, bowls in there. Yeah. And the kids love it. I mean, you you have to have a source of water for mud kitchens to work. I, I've discovered that. It's a, no water, no fun. But so we got a little creek, right? I guess that the picture doesn't really show it. But um, but the kids, well, every season, they'll winter. I mean, so far, yeah. every single season, yeah. they they love it. And they it's a little messy right there. But, uh, but yeah, they, they all the better. It. All the yeah. better. That's I yeah. think it's. I was telling a parent today and I, we just started a Saturday uh, morning program and she's like, oh, I hate to go out and buy a mud kitchen. I'm like, no, don't do that. Don't go buy one. You just need pots and pans and a flat surface. And you can really, the more makeshifty it is, the happier I think the kids are. And it does not need to be purchased. And I love this platform. This is sort of inspiring me to add something to my Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, this. This came about because I felt like we kind of needed a little something else, like especially in the winter time, mm. um, in our play area. So one of the uh, parents, um, the, he works, you know, with carpentry and does all this stuff. He, in fact, he's become our handyman, and he's uh, amazing. It's like what those connections that come through yeah. opening your school. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, he actually can source cedar. Um, <gasps> so that's all built from cedar. So that stage oh. smells amazing. Oh. <laughs> And it's it's not toxic, uh, and yeah. it, it's way better than getting wood from you know Lowe's and treated wood. You know, it lasts longer. Yeah. Um, and the and then all those little blocks were just the loose, you know, the, the pieces that he cut off, and yeah. the kids are loving that. They're building so many things through that. The loose parts are like everything. Yeah. yeah. Oh, just it's gorgeous, gorgeous, mm-hmm. gorgeous. 
And then is this part of your property too, this beautiful creek? So, yeah, this is like, this is the evolution of my school. So I, wow. I realized like, oh my gosh, like right outside our gates, we have access to like miles and miles of trails. Like <laughs> I couldn't have asked for a better spot for a forest school. And, and yeah. within those, within this area, there's a beautiful meadow. And then there's this, we're calling this creek Magical Creek because the yeah. kids truly thrive here like you you should see these kids playing in this creek it's just it's just something about the water flowing you know the sound it's so calming and we're everybody's just so happy there we could easily spend hours there so in the in the summer I'm actually planning on bringing the kids um to this space in fact they they always I mean to swim you know to to do those things those fun things with water um because last summer I used a splash pad like you know bought from Costco and at the time I wasn't thinking like you know, for school, but right. why do I need a Costco splash bag when I have this amazing, <laughs> amazing water source right there? And they're just so happy. There's just so much learning. Oh, going just, on. they look, I can just, I can hear the set, the, the, the water and the birds. I can just, yeah. it's so therapeutic. So can you describe a typical day? And mm-hmm. then you had mentioned earlier that sort of, you like to sort of think about, you know, your philosophy, philosophy about natural rhythms. I love mm-hmm. I love how you worded it. Can't, so a typical day in your philosophy. Oh, uh, see, so a typical day like this is. So my typical days are a reflection of what the children need, because uh, I'm so much about what are the needs of the child as opposed to what's my agenda. You know, like yeah, I, I really want the children to have a positive day every day they come, and you know, there's challenges always. You know, of course, because we're human beings. You know, but but I really am focused on them being happy. So like my typical day has evolved into going from like, okay, we're going to be a forest school. We're going to be outside all day, no matter what, to <laughs> kind of like realizing that, wait, they might need a little break from that because I am four hours a day. Um, I, I sense that especially the younger ones needed a break, you know? So it evolved into being, the first half, more or less, we, we are indoors, so we're doing all, we're doing like the, the gymnastics rings, the movements, which um, is really important for me for children to be able to move, you know, because mm-hmm. they want that, they love that. And then also we go, after, after we do that gym time in my living room, we go upstairs to the, the playroom where I have the manipulables, you know, like the open-ended toys that they can create things with, um, you know, just like, because I know outside you can do that. I mean, you got sticks and stones. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, they can do that outside too. But I also, I personally think that's also important for them to have that kind of experience indoors too, to, you know, Mm -hmm. just, just as an overall picture kind of thing, because there's a lot of, it's a different type of play too with like the silks and the the dress up and all this other stuff that you know they really love um and then we do arts and crafts and and I also try to do story time every every day and so in the winter time we've been you know after this one hour in the playroom there's to my kitchen and we eat um lunch now that it's winter time it's colder and it just yeah. sounded it's better to eat outside. Um, earlier in the year, we would always go outside and eat on a big picnic blanket um, because mm-hmm. why not, you know? But um, yeah, now in the wintertime, we're eating inside. And after we eat, we get dressed up. And once we're outside, we stay outside until pickup, yeah. unless it starts to really downpour because um, I don't have a structure yet outside. But that's kind of like the natural rhythms. That's why I talk about natural rhythms is that my, these there's, 
there is a schedule to it, but the schedule reflects the children's needs. Mm. Um, and, and, but they also, they thrive in that stability, you know, but within that stability, they have a lot of freedom of choice, which yeah. for me is really important. You know, I don't like to tell children, to, okay, you got to sit down here to, 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 you know, we're going to color now because it's coloring time, but yeah, right, you know, right. that's not maybe, you know, for their little spirit, that's, and where they are in their learning journey, that's not important for them right now. It will right. become later, but you know, they're all in their different timelines. So, so that's what I like about the natural rhythms is like, yeah, that stability, I love that. But that freedom within that, you know, stability that reflects yeah. their needs. Makes complete so. sense. And you've got this again, back to your <laughs> outdoor space. It's yeah. mudslides. <laughs> yeah, that, that become a mudslide. And I got to say, that was kind of my idea. Oh. <laughs> was, it was raining one day and I was like, and they were kind of trying to slide down and I was like, you know, guys, if we go get some water from the creek and pour it down the hill, <laughs> you might go faster. And this is like the, maybe not, you know, like, I'm not a trained teacher, but I'm more like, you know, like, oh, these kids need to have these experiences. Yes. You know? so, the, so, oh, my gosh, it, it just became the most fun, Evan. like rainy. We look Evan. forward to rainy days. Yeah, it's it's become a cool. I'm just a little worried about erosion. <laughs> right, right. We're attacking that poor hill, but they love it. And this hill, yeah. too. It's such a lesson. I wish I had sent you a, a, a bigger, a, a picture, like kind of zoomed out a little because yeah. this hill, I mean, it's, it's, it's not a tiny hill. I mean, <laughs> I have three-year-olds climbing up there like, like, like a boss, you know, like they yeah. go up there and they got it. And it's such a lesson for them and perseverance, you know, because at first they can't really do it, but then they, you know, like it, all these, this is what forest school is like it's so good about is like teaching them perseverance that they can do it it's like that that can do mentality yeah yeah because they want to do it because they see their friends having fun so and it's risk it's all that risk play it's all that that we're sort of taking away from children but that this is such a and it's such the the environment is just calling for it right yeah you know exactly we put there and again this is another oh it's just gorgeous it's these pictures Mm -hmm. They're they being a magazine. They're just, it's <laughs> the, the, the wonder and the curiosity and, you know, they're yeah, and, and all of that in this very natural it. space. Yeah. And that little bridge, that's our Creek. Uh, that's a little Creek. So I, I have since put a little hedge fence. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. It's a yes, really yes. little concept. Yeah. It's a natural fence and the kids, Maybe we can see it in another. Um, I think I, we saw uh, it in the beginning. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. And the kids see all those. You, basically, you just buy some stakes and you put like, um, what is it? Like like sticks, you know, like, like a, a bunch of sticks. You line, yeah. them, line them up. Yeah. Branches, you know, because we have a lot of those in our, on our property. And like the kids do have, do not want to cross that, but, you know, and it's That's environmentally friendly. It's it's a really yeah. neat little thing. But, um, but I don't think I even needed it. I just felt like I. I don't know. I just felt like I should, you know, yeah. Um, because you can see it's like super wide open. But the kids, the kids have always been fine not going in there. But um, mm. but anyways, like you can see going back to my previous, the the bridge there. Those are just like little plank, um, yeah, boards. Like, and sometimes they wobble, and and it's you know the the they're developing balance and like yeah. these gross motor, amazing gross motor skills because outside. The terrain is not predictable. The terrain is uneven. So the, these kids are, are going to be like 
amazing, you know, in terms of like gross motor skills, you know, yeah. <laughs> which, uh, which interestingly enough ties back to their cognitive abilities. They need to have these gross motor skills to develop their cognitive abilities, you know, so it's so tied together. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, incredible. Yeah. And here's your mud kitchen again. Yeah, and you can see closer to us, looking at the picture, you can see a lot of mud. And um, actually that kid right there in the picture with a, with another little boy, they were started digging and then it became this whole exercise in collaboration because mm -hmm. they had to like bring the water, pour it, and then, okay, we don't need any more water, let's dig. Yeah. It was so neat to see. Yeah, but that's, that's the mud kitchen area. Yeah, it's beautiful. Right it's just gorgeous. So some of your, um, yeah, this is what we talked about earlier, your inquiry-based, which, which is everything you've been talking about, and the emergent. Um, so you've sort of been talking even throughout that. And this is your... Mm -hmm. Your sand, a sandbox. Sandbox, yeah. That was the first oh, um, cool. thing we ever built for our, my little play area. And yeah, they go back and forth. You know, there are times that they all, all they want to do is be in the sandbox, and then they go to the mud kitchen. Like, you know, it's just it's interesting how their interests flow. You know, um, yeah. they go go back. Yeah. And now I've honestly my approach to a sandbox, and I know this is not true to others about other schools. Is that I I let them explore. I let them bring water in, pour water in. I let them take uh, the sand out because I'm all about them exploring textures. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we have since had to put mulch. I don't know if you can see like water back there. We oh, yeah. had yeah. to add a lot of mulch to my beloved grassy area, <laughs> not like a mulch <laughs> area, but, but yeah, we got to kind of, it's, it's just got muddy, but yeah. yeah. And back to the pond. Yeah. Yeah. It's this picture was a mo really cool moment because these three boys were sitting there and, they just started having these conversations that sounded so like, like bigger kids or adults, you know, like they were really kind of reflecting on things, you know, and the environment kind of, I don't want to say allowed, but lended itself yeah. to that, you know, like it, it was really neat watching like, wow, this, this is like two, three-year-old boys and a four-year-old. <laughs> I know. It's <laughs> kind of talking about life, you know? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> and, and you captured it. It's, it's, it's just beautiful. And one of them's holding a spoon. Yeah. Thinking about or things are floating in the pond. Uh -huh. Wondering, you know, it's 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 really fun. Yeah. And this looks like a a pat a road, probably a road up to your. Yeah, that's our driveway. Um, yeah. Which has been pretty cool. We had to gra re gravel it this year, um, but it's been really neat with the balance bikes. They love to. Mm. Yeah, I mean, and I there are parts aspects of my program you know I know like maybe a nature program a, a forest school program might not allow the bikes and stuff but I'm I'm really about them playing I want yeah because I know they learn with so much through play um so I've been allowing bikes you know I mean it's yeah. kind of that's why I call myself kind of a hybrid you know because yeah I do I do I love the forest approach but I'm I'm really at my at the heart of it like play-based yeah yeah but it see also seems like if they have a place to ride I mean, maybe, yeah. like, you know, they have, you have this wonderful dirt road, yeah, um, which is just so fun. And here's more of the mud kitchen. A very good yeah. close up. <laughs> just, to, just for folks to see this to, you know, very simple, find a handy person and drill those holes and put some bowls in and you got a mud kitchen. You got a mud kitchen, right? You got a mud kitchen. <laughs> just the amount of things that are 
going. So on your website, I did see that you have herbal tea ceremonies and mm. natural pops. Yeah. I don't know if you're still doing that, but um, yeah. I would love to learn more. Yeah. It sounds wonderful. Yeah, the the little tea ceremonies became important as a way to kind of bring us together. Um, mm. All of this evolves naturally. It's not like I sit down and I think like, okay, this is what we're going to do. <laughs> so, but I was like, wow, maybe if we had some warm tea outside, it would be nice. But it kind of became that time of day that we just kind of all come together. Yeah. And, sit and we and we sip our little, you know, warm teas. Like, they love the fruit fruit teas, you know, like, I guess raspberry, orange. Like They just love it. And it's warm. And it just feels like a, try that. Yeah, like a cozy hug. And yeah. the popsicles also evolved naturally because the days were just so hot. And yeah. I started offering, um, and they're just one ounce popsicles which by the way is genius if mm -hmm. I, I bought this popsicle thing through amazon and then when i got it it was like one ounce and i was like oh my gosh this is ridiculous it's so little but that's all they really want it's just that little oh you know, that little, little bit yeah parents who are worried about sugar or whatever you know yeah. how can you complain about one little ounce you know yeah um, so, yeah it's it's amazing so i i started offering those around pickup time also mm -hmm. to be something like, you know, you're you're having a great day, but then, like, let's have something even better to look forward to at oh, pickup so. time, you know? Yeah, yeah. But it's part of that, like, making the day uh, the day positive for them. Like, yeah. their experience yeah. here positive. Yeah. Mm, I love that. And we had talked earlier about sort of fire building. You're not necessarily, it's been so mild, so you're not doing so much of that. But maybe down yeah. the road? We never know. Yeah, maybe down the road. Love, 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 love. And I actually might steal, somehow steal this idea, but it's, for those that are just listening to the audio, it's a picture of um, a curtain, and you've made yeah. sort of a stage. Right. That's our yeah. That's our newest addition to the play area. Ah, brilliant. Yeah. So that that becomes a a place to like yeah performances and mm -hmm. um, also a place to explore their gross mo motor skills. Like recently, they've been really enjoying like jumping off of it, like as if like you're on a pier, you know, just mm -hmm. running and like jumping out off of it. Um, yeah, it's it's been really neat. I mean, it's just it, it just evolves the way they like to play with it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think we start these things thinking like, oh, it's going to be this way, but then the right. children kind of, you know, take it, it take on, it yeah, a different level. Yeah, yeah, I just, yeah. It's so beautiful, and, and it's a bright the 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 curtains a bright color, and it it has the flags and and the platform again. It's that platform again that provides a real stage like. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. Love that. And then you have a teepee made out of sticks. Yeah. And I'm so proud Brand to say out I of sticks there. Yeah. That's just the brush that the stuff that we have like in the woods. Um, yeah. But I'm proud to say that I built that with a four year old. It was really cool. Oh. Like it's me and a four year old like together, you know, and yeah. he's helping me. And, and I think that's going to evolve to putting like some kind of like um, fabric around mm -hmm. it. So they feel like, we, I don't know, like we're kind of thinking of I always think about ways to make things more interesting but that they love to play with blocks in there you know as you can see yeah. here uh, but there's my hedge fence in the back which I've yes. gotten bigger so it's like just kind of grows you know with the with the environment with the yeah, amount right of stuff, yeah you know? brilliant <laughs> but I just I, I can really sense and feel how you know you sort of create an invitation for learning and then the kids sort of take off with it so it's mm -hmm. really got that playful um, so how did, at the beginning, that you are full, um, how do families find you? 
just yeah. on the flip side, it's a bit, you are running a business in a forest school out of your home. How can you tell us a little bit about your strategies behind that and how that maybe that's evolved? Did you mm-hmm. ever think that, oh my goodness, I'm now running a forest school and. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, right. Well, I mean, families can find me. I'm very active on Instagram. Um, I, I post the same content on Facebook, but uh, I think Instagram is re- really where you find, you know, a lot more content. So I'm uh, my handle there is uh, just Hidden Valley Forest School. Um, I also have a website. Uh, it's www.hiddenvalleyforestschool.com. Um, mm-hmm. Same name. Yeah, and I'm always, I'm very responsive, so, you know, and I, I invite people to, at least the local people, to always reach out because, you know, situations always change, people move and things like that, you know, so, um, you know, who knows, I might have an opening coming up, so. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, my my business strategy, so, yeah, I'm not a, much of a business person, I'm lucky that I'm married to, you know, my husband has an, uh, uh, an MBA, so he, he helps <laughs> me a lot with, like, the numbers and you know, figuring out like, oh, you know, is this going to work out? You know, you know, just like the numbers side of running the business. Um, I do, I do like to, uh, I've enrolled my children in other schools and, you know, like it's kind of like the old school way with like, you know, not the old school way, but like with the checks and like, you know, yeah. like, and I like to make things like a very easily, e- easily accessible for parents. I, I do mm-hmm. like the QuickBooks invoicing and, yeah. and, you know, like I, I like to be kind of more, High, high tech on that on that end you know um yeah but uh yeah I mean I'm I'm learning as I go and I'm finding myself uh busier because as as like on the administrative side um I'm finding that I need more office hours um mm-hmm. to answer mm-hmm. people's emails and, and things like that um than I did in the beginning but it's it's still a pretty good balance so, so ha- um, how many children fun. do you have total in your I have, I, I have currently 12 12 children but 12 children. not not per day like right. I, I'm, I'm small per day it's a it's a small it's always a small group yeah I try to Kids. yeah you have to keep the ratio right you have to keep right. the ratio mm-hmm. at a certain point yeah. so that's fantastic yeah, yeah. Yes, it's been a great journey. So I'm really happy with my choice. Like it's funny, like you know, people talk about like your higher calling. You know, it's like I yeah. feel like I don't know. I feel like this is this is it for me. Like yeah, yeah. I, no, yeah it's not I the foreign the policy stuff. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I feel the same way. I it's a funny thing. Oh my goodness! I just want to thank you so much. What a wonderful story. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our community and what you're doing? I do. I, I feel like we're of the same breed. I, I too feel like it's a, it's a calling and I love your philosophy of just really kind of providing these experiences for the children and sort of got, being more of a facilitator and a guide rather than we're doing this. Mm-hmm. So, right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And your space is absolutely stunning. Stunning. Oh, thank you, so, thank you. Yeah, yeah you should. You got to see it in the springtime. Maybe we should do another interview. <laughs> like I yeah, yeah, it would be fun. <laughs> yeah. Anything yeah. else you want to share with? Um, no, I, th- I think we pretty much went through all of it. That's impressive in one hour. <laughs> yeah, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you all so right. much for providing this platform for me to 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 chat with you. Oh, guys, absolutely. So appreciate it. So, if you like this podcast and you're getting something out of it. If it feels good and you walk away going, ah, the day feels brighter and I want to go outside, then I want you to tell your fellow educators, parents, and friends about it. 
I want everyone to feel this awesome about getting outdoors and all the possibilities for playful learning with children when you get out there. So if you are talking about outdoor classrooms and you like talking about outdoor classrooms and teaching outdoors and all the different possibilities, subscribe to us and leave a review. We would love to have you. Go to our Outdoor Classrooms Facebook page in our group, our Instagram pages, and tell us what your outdoor classroom challenges are. Want to dig deeper? Check out our Outdoor Classroom Circle membership community. It's like no other. Tell your fellow educators and let's start a little revolution about outdoor classrooms. When every child in every school has access to an outdoor classroom and learning gardens, then we will have more beauty in this world. Let's get creative and bring more joy into our teaching outdoors.